Well, hello there, and welcome to another weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Are you ready for war? I know. It's amazing. We are so close, and nobody's talking about this. It's quiet. Mum's the word in the media, you know, but yeah. uh, this is a big deal, apparently. All quiet on hell's front. Yeah, it, it says Poland has moved troops to uh, the Belarus border. Russia's Putin now vows to protect Belarusian allies, says that Polish uh, people, the Polish government, wants to annex Ukrainian territory. What, it, what they're yes. saying is Poland is getting... Um, is starting to get a little greedy. It's starting to look to areas that it once uh, had, and, and it figures this may be an opportunity to get those areas back. And You know, if, if history uh, serves me well, it was that region mm -hmm. that started World War II. Yeah, Czechoslovakia, Poland. Yeah, it was, absolutely. So here we go again. That area is a powder keg. And they're going to sit there and piss off Russia. There you go. And Putin is already ballistic. And right now he's just ballistically mad. Okay, so Sooner I got a question. Later. I got a question. All right. What happens if Russia gets into a shooting war with Poland? Does that mean that all of NATO has got to come to Poland's aid? And now are we in World War Three? Well, that is the, uh, that's the uh, I dotted and the T crossed. So, yeah, um, basically, wow. it's the pre-declaration of war. And this guy mumbles down in, uh, in Washington. Uh, he just whistles. He just whistles by the cemetery. <laughs> he, nothing to see here. Nobody in his administration is talking about peace talks. Nobody. No, and, you know, you got China that's, Rearing their head too, you know, because they're they're getting ready. Mm -hmm. It looks like to go to war, and then you got the the Biden mistake of the century. Now you know the Pentagon they they want to uh, well they have to appoint a new admiral, you know, and of course, uh, and they had to make sure that the admiral was politically correct. Of course, it's never know. don't look for the qualifications, you know. It has to be the appearance that's the most important thing with this administration. Well, apparently they wanted uh, Samuel Popero, if I got that name right. But either way, you know, he's got 7th Fleet, um, uh, you know, command experience. experience. Does he wear yeah, a shirt? So, uh, not that anybody's aware of. Okay. Uh, now, okay, I'll give, uh, what? what's her name, uh, Lisa Franchetti? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh you know, what's her qualifications? Well, she is well-decorated. She's highly regarded. You know, she's got a lot of, she's worn a lot of different hats. Or oh, she's a journalist, so, you know, she's uh, she's woke and liberal there. But has she, uh, had, military, has she had military uh, experience, combat experience? Well, I don't think out in the field, but behind the lines, you know, in certain type things, they say she does. But, you know, you got to wonder... You know, w what is their decision-making process? And, By the way, we I, should point out at this point, she is the new appointee, I guess, for the uh, the Navy, to command well, the Navy. Well, Biden ignored everything and overrode him and appointed her. She's still got to be confirmed by the Senate, I believe. Um, and and I look at this is she's not woke in the way that, you know, she's LGBTQ or anything right. like that. And I have no problem with a woman having that job. Neither Trust me I. on this. Because as far as women and men go in a fighting confrontation, uh, it is going to be a woman that is going to sit there and be more vicious. Women are vicious when they're fighting, just plain and simple. Um, but there is a person that has experience in the Pacific Fleet, especially with what's going on with China in regards to them and everything. Mm -hmm. Does she have the gravitas? For See, that I job think today, right now. Look, at, I'm with you. I I, I believe that a woman, uh, all things being equal, uh, heading the uh, branch of the Navy or the Army or whatever, that's fine. But this administration makes its choices uh, on appearance. They don't make it on experience. And what you're saying is true. If the guy who was the head of the Pacific Fleet was the next in line and has a wealth of experience. Now, in this time when we need a strong 
solid military. Uh, are we getting a politically correct person in that position, or are yeah. we getting somebody who's qualified? Yeah, I believe there is a guy that's ahead of the Pacific Fleet, and he's the one that said, no, we need somebody that has that kind of experience because of what we are facing. My contention is that Joe just looked at all the candidates and said, oh, there's a woman. So if I throw her name in there and yeah. override everything and pull a Joe, you know, the Senate may carry her, and I'm going to look good because I put another woman in power. But if she gets stopped, see, women, ladies, pay attention here. They don't want you. It's no, either the, way it's, he it's, wins in the, in the appointment. These people who are running this government right now are um, – they're doing everything uh, for optics. They're doing everything for optics. And we are getting we're getting stuck in the I mean, God forbid if we go to war. God mm -hmm. forbid if we go to war. If we have people who are unqualified, and I point to John Kirby as an example. John Kirby was an admiral, and now he's a spokesman for the administration. And based upon what I've seen with his performance as a spokesman, the guy is vacuous. He's empty. I would, if I would love to sit down and have a debate with this guy. Forget the number of stars on his shoulder. By the way, I, I think I may have mentioned this in the past. Uh, I've talked to guys who have been in the military, high-ranking guys in my life, and they'll tell you, you get to be about a colonel in the military, and that's where a lot of the politically correct uh, military officers, that's where they make the jump into the general or admiral slot, not the guys who are the tough military guys. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a difference. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, like, it's like any other corporation when you think about it. There are a lot of guys who are qualified to be the CEO, but they don't kiss butt. They don't, they don't play that political game that you have to play to be part of the club where that uh, that position sits, and uh, I, a guy like Kirby, you know, he smiles and he backslaps and says all the right things. Hell, he went out yesterday. We played it on the show yesterday. He went out yesterday after we had Biden falling asleep in the chair with the president of Israel in the White House, and literally Biden. If you saw the video, he puts his head. Oh yeah, up. he was bouncing. If he had something to bounce his head off of, he would have. And he's talking, and he's and and the and the president of Israel is looking over at him like. I don't know exactly really? what to do now. I mean, I've never been in a situation where somebody's fallen asleep like this. And, and Biden is talking. So Kirby comes out and says, the president was perfectly clear. The president was perfectly clear. To who? To who? To himself. It wasn't clear to anybody who was paying attention because we saw it and he was falling, he was falling asleep. Yeah, Jim, let's be clear. You know, yeah. he, the president was clear. He was falling asleep. Look, I got nothing against uh, Lisa Franchetti. I, I looked around to see what I could see about her and everything looks fine. But what I did find is that she's noted for her managerial uh, organizational skills. She's got degrees in that, that she organizes Man. stuff, which says she's just a paper pusher. You know, Bill, go back to the Civil War. You know, they had a lot of guys in the beginning of the Civil War who were running the uh, the Union Army, and they, mm -hmm. were, they were just useless, useless as mammary glands on a bull. We'll just leave it at that, okay? And yeah. these guys were put in that high-level position, and for the first half of the Civil War, the Union Army was losing the war. I mean, they were close to caving. Trust me, Fredericksburg, Chancellorville, all these places, they were losing because the South, the difference in the South was they had a guy at the top, Robert E. Lee, who was an amazing military officer. He was so good that Lincoln, at the start of the Civil War, had offered him the Army of the Potomac. He wanted him to, to lead the Union Army, and, and Lee said, I can't fight against my nation or my country. His country was Virginia. But the point yeah. I'm trying to make is that the subsequent guys that Lincoln put in were empty until a guy named Ulysses S. Grant came along. And Grant just, he was, Grant was a no-nonsense kind of guy. He didn't play right. the political game. He didn't walk around with his uniforms looking nice and his shoes all polished. He wore a very basic journeyman's uh, uniform. 
mm-hmm. you could hard to tell whether he was an off an officer or an enlisted man if you looked at him. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, all he knew how to do was win. He knew how to beat the other side. He knew that you there were certain things that had to be done in order for the other side to capitulate, and he was bound and determined to do those things. The point I'm trying to make is we have people now, I believe, in high military positions who don't have that grant attitude, if you know what I mean. Right, and that's what's going on here with the Navy. And, Joe, this is more political. It's 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 theatrics. It's optics uh, because— Nothing against Lisa, but she doesn't have the combat experience, and that's what we really need. Somebody that knows how to go out there, break things, and blow things up, and bring the other side to their knees yeah. and go, they, they, you got it's like wrestling. You want to go in there and make your opponent tap out. You want them to tap out because you're going to keep putting on the pain. Can she do that? I don't think so. So in the meantime, in Washington... We have um, a government that's doing its damnedest to protect Joe Biden from uh, all these different charges. I mean, it's so obvious to anybody who's watching what's going on with these hearings that uh, Biden and family have uh, been doing terrible things to our country. I mean, they've been selling us down the road for, for big bucks, and he's been doing it over and over and over and over again without consequence. And... I don't understand why this is kind of beyond me, but we have a FBI and a Department of Justice that is doing its damnedest to keep Biden out of jail and Hunter out of jail. In the meantime, we have a former president who has done nothing but patriotic stuff, who has had accusations thrown at him over and over again, and he's proven those accusations to be untrue. He's had impeachments thrown at him, and those impeachments failed. But the fact is, they're not satisfied. They still want him to go to jail. So yesterday, you may have heard, they came out with, uh, first they called it a compromise. Uh, I guess the Department of Justice, uh, the special counsel, uh, Smith, wanted to have the trial against President Trump in December, in Mm -hmm. this December, and uh, President Trump had asked that it be put off till after the election. Right. But this judge, in a purely political decision, came back and did a compromise. She'll have the trial in May. But that's no compromise. That's not a compromise. That helps the other side. Because now they're, what did you say, Bill, five and a half months away from the election. Five and a half months out. They're saying six, but that's five and a half months mm-hmm. because the election is early November, between the third and the fourth, whatever day it falls on. But either way, whatever the Tuesday is, uh, but either way, you know, you're going to have all this negativity out there, whether he gets he gets a charge thrown at him with, a, you know, yeah. a judge in a, in a handpicked jury or he's indicted. The media is going to be all over that and touting that and touting that and touting that. And And they say Smith wants the case to be held in D.C. where he cannot get a fair trial because it is one of those woke areas, one of those woke areas where uh, uh, they are anti-Trump, you know. Right. Well, I don't know that he can get a fair trial. Well, yeah, I guess he could, but you have to get it out of D.C., and that is one of your rights, you know, that if if you're in an area, you know, you can move a trial because you need an unbiased uh, jury out there. Yeah. Well, and it's not even public opinion that uh, that's going to convict him. It is the left taking out their opponent. And, you know, there's a pattern of this and the left will sit there and go, oh, look at this and look at that. No, look at what you're doing right now. They have got more. More evidence against Biden, the crime family, and Hunter than they did on the the family five of the mob that had 11 indictments that put them bastards away for 100 years plus and the generation after generation of a crime family. And then the two big mobsters that didn't get convicted, they got shot dead out in the streets because they, you know, people that they could bring down with them they said, well, we got to get rid of them, so boom. 
You know, the Biden family, and it's been proven, the, the, the I's were dotted, the T's crossed, I believe, yesterday or the mm-hmm. other day in trial. The $10 million plus mm-hmm. that was alleged, 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 Yeah, it's no longer alleged, I'm sorry to say. It's proven. I know, and, but it doesn't. But here's the thing. So why isn't he indicted right to, now? To the left, it doesn't mean anything. To the left, it doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, the Supreme Court, they, they said that uh, uh, student loans, it wasn't illegal. So what they do? They said, oh, to hell with you. We're going to do, uh, we're still going to pay off the student loans. That's okay. what the, my, yeah. My so, son, he doesn't get his forgiven right now, but you know what they've done to everybody? What? Okay, that's on your credit report, right? You know, your your student right. loan is, sure. is showed as a debt on your credit. Right. You know, even though he, he is his he doesn't have to pay yet, he's still in school. All of a sudden, magically, the magic, you know, payment fairy went and said, Oh, take that off the credit report. So all these young kids that were bitching, yeah. They technically they- already it's, they got it, the kiss. It, it looks like it's been paid off. Well, I, I was going to point out, you know, they ignored the Supreme Court and they're still going to pay off the loans. Also, yesterday, the White House says it plans to use a little known uh, law to keep acting Labor Secretary Julie Sue in the job, even, yeah. even if she fails to win the Senate approval, which I guess it looks like she may fail to win the approval. But the uh, administration has said, well, don't worry about it, Julie. Uh, whether or not they approve you or not, we're going to keep you in the position. You're going to still run the Labor Department. That was the department that former Boston Mayor Marty, Marty Walsh, you're from Boston, Marty, Mar- Marty, uh, yeah. he, I guess he resigned. I, I find that interesting that he would resign the position. I guess maybe he wanted to get back and see some Red Sox games or something. I don't know. But uh, this, Yeah, and I understand very woke, very, very, very left. So this this uh, Julie Sue, I guess, is her name. Is that what uh, yeah. She is going to be running the Labor Department, whether she's approved or not. But that's just the Biden administration saying, hey, you know, the heck with you. I mean, look at how the many bo- times you're going to let them get away with that. Look at the border, the border. I don't know that you're aware of this or not, but Texas came up with a solution. They put these uh, buoys that are connected one after the other in mm-hmm. the Rio Grande River. Big, big buoys, orange buoys. And they put them. All along the border, it's like a big chain of buoys. And then they put barbed wire along the shore. So to, to, to keep the illegals from, from uh, coming across into, the, into Texas. So what does the Justice Department do? It's suing the state of Texas to have them removed. The hmm. Justice Department is fighting for the illegals so they can get in easily into our country and as opposed to protecting us they're doing see this by itself to me should be enough to have these people removed from office if what they're doing is treason if you don't have secure borders you don't have citizenship i can go on and on and on and on but you don't, you don't have don't a country have those you do not have a country which we have to have in order for, quote unquote, the big experiment to work. It has worked for over 200 years, and now we are tearing it apart, and we won't have a republic. We won't have this. It's our democracy. We're going to go back to what we were and worse. The great great experiment, they call us the great experiment. We will fail the great experiment. It will fail if we don't get our borders secure. I can't even believe we're talking about that. You know, in 2006, Hillary Clinton and company were out there saying the borders need to be secure. Barack Obama was saying the borders need to be secure. Mm-hmm. Something happened. They must have realized, wait a second, we, we, it'll be better off for us if we flood the country with a bunch of people who don't belong here. You know, maybe they'll become, we get them into the country and then we can get them to uh, vote and they'll vote for us because we help to facilitate them getting into the country and maybe we'll uh, increase our chances to win because yep. after all the, the whole name of the game isn't the protection of our country isn't keeping it a safe country isn't making it so your kids and your family is safe that's not the, the big deal for these leftists the big deal is to retain power and control 
because they they feed off it. They live off. It is the life's blood of the left. They aren't satisfied unless they control your life, my life. And that's exactly what this is all about. So, I mean, right now we have a, a feeble old guy, but trust me. I mean, I'm going to play. Let me play this cup for you now. This is Joe Biden in Philadelphia. Biden in Philadelphia just Thursday. And um, if I can find it. And uh, it's only 14 seconds. And this is what he sounded like in Philadelphia, talking to a crowd of people. Today, we announced the first ever offshore wind sail in the Gulf of Mexico. We're going to the Gulf. Think I'm kidding. <laughs> Ain't seen nothing yet. This guy's amazing. This guy is one embarrassment after another. We're going to the Gulf. Ain't seen nothing yet. Ain't seen nothing yet. What the heck are you talking about? Now, don't they have those wind sails, which are basically, you know, the big wind turbines? And uh, don't they have those? Is it off the coast of Massachusetts? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they're causing, a, they say that it's causing a lot of whales to uh, beach and die. Yeah, because it lets out that low frequency. And it, and it interferes with their internal radar. Yep. Yeah, their navigation. And they knew that. Any engineer knows that. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, imagine what if we put that along all the coast, what that would do to our um, our fleet of subs. Because now they have certain communication and navigational things. I mean, they use the long wave, really super low frequencies, which those in, those turbines generate. You can't change that. You know, I got to think that it it's going to run a lot more havoc than what they have anticipated, and they should have, but they haven't. Well, you know, uh, their answer, I, you know, I got to pause here because it reminded me of something. Yesterday, a friend of mine sent me a video uh, of a fiery car crash uh, on some American turnpike. It said two electric cars collided. And, Bill, it is the most explosive, fiery car crash I've seen. I, I hope the people got out. I, I'm, I'm hoping they got out of the car and got away. But they, the, it was so bad, the fire departments couldn't get close to it because it, it, when a battery would explode, it would yeah. explode like dynamite. Boom! Right? So, and listen, I posted it on Facebook. And do you know what Facebook did? They it down. blocked it. They said yeah, had- false, false information. Mind you, you can see it's two electric cars. All well, you is, know what? I didn't I invent the people, this. I hope the people that at Facebook, they have electric cars and they have a race in the parking lot and hit one another. And when their cars blow up and they get injured, I'm sorry, that's false information. You didn't get hurt. Bill, Your car didn't blow did, up. Did you see it? You're an idiot. I posted it yesterday. I don't know whether you saw it. I, I, your... When I was in Boston the last time, you know, they, uh, I was getting my uh, truck filled up with gas, mm-hmm. and uh, they were talking about, you know, a shutdown. And it was an overnight shutdown because this car that had the electric battery, it, he crashed. He was going fast, and he crashed into something. Car blew up in the flames. Took 17 hours to put the damn thing out. And several fire trucks because the water doesn't put it out. What do fire trucks have? Are they going to have to have specially equipped trucks now to put out electric cars? I have no idea. I, I don't know how they could have gotten close enough to try to put it out. It was two cars. So I don't know how many batteries they would have in each car. But I'm thinking, let's say they maybe they had like eight separate little batteries. When When one battery would go off, it would be like a stick of dynamite. A big, mm-hmm. huge mushroom flame, maybe 40 feet, 50 feet in the air. It was unbelievable to look at this thing. And what I, I just couldn't believe that Facebook would say, independent fact checkers have checked this and found it to be false. I'm thinking, are you out of your mind? This is not a, an opinion piece. All this is is video that somebody took of an actual car fire. It's obvious. It's a car fire, and you are blocking it so people can't see it? All right. In our header on this show, we should say, 
you know, Facebook blocking news, read the story and make that the header. Because I have a lot of liberal friends who go, oh, 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 and they, they never listen to the show, but they make a comment. And you stupid ignoramuses, don't comment on something that you don't know a blessed thing about. Because you don't know a damn thing about it. Pay attention to the story. We are being silenced as a public, and you are sitting there trumpeting. Yeah, do we tell any truth? <laughs> you know, well, look, look at the other day. The day before yesterday, Robert F. Kennedy was in a hearing. Maybe it was, yeah, the day before yesterday, yeah. he was in a hearing. The hearing was on uh, the government censorship of the American people using social media. The government using social media to censor. Okay, and so what did they first try to do? They tried to censor the meeting. The Democrats tried to censor Robert Kennedy. It was like, it was like, are you kidding me? You're doing a, uh, you're doing a hearing on censorship, and the first thing you do is try to censor the the uh, person who's supposed to speak. Amazing. Maria Bartiromo was uh, talking about uh, the how. The media seems to be complicit in this whole thing that we're living through right now. Listen, let's just call it out. Mainstream media is just complicit in all of this. ABC News completely ignoring this explosive whistleblower hearing. Uh, according to Gravian uh, transcripts on Wednesday's World News Tonight and on Good Morning America, both ignoring the hearing altogether. No time whatsoever. In fact, the Media Research Center reporting that over the course, of nearly 40 days, ABC, CBS, NBC News spent 527 minutes covering the Trump indictment and zero seconds on the Biden bribery allegations, Congressman. How hard is it for you to seek truth, report truth when you don't have a media uh, willing to search for the truth and follow it's, the it's truth very wherever difficult. it goes? I mean, we... It, we, we try wherever we can to get the message out as much as we possibly can, and sometimes you're just put down for doing it, but we, we're making the effort each and every day, but it is extremely difficult when you have a, another section of the media, a large swath of the media, doesn't want to pay any attention right. to this because it doesn't fit their narrative. This is the Soviet Union, 1965. Mm-hmm. We're living through Pravda. I mean, we have, we have our media isn't standing up for uh, what is truthful and honest. It's doing propaganda. It's hiding information from you and, and me because it doesn't fit their storyline. Uh, I, I just find it amazing. We, uh, uh, Bill Hammer had some comments about, you know, they talked about the, the Trump case. And right. uh, Bill Hammer, I guess I wanted you to hear the announcement on Fox. Listen. To former President Donald Trump, the judge in that case, Eileen Cannon, out of Fort Pierce, Florida, has set a trial date for the 20th of May. So that's a good six months prior to the election in November, on November 5th, 2024. Uh, the president's team, they've been arguing, you know, they want to punt this thing past the election. Uh, you know, Dana, you could argue right now, with you, if, if you're within six months of an election and you get close, and you file certain motions, you might be able to get your wish in the end. You might. Because it's that close. I think what she did here was sort of split the difference, right? Because the uh, prosecutors were asking for this trial to go much, much sooner. The Trump administration, excuse me, the Trump team was trying to get it farther past. And so, and she's been under the gun, right? As as a judge, people have been questioning her um, loyalties, her, not her capabilities, but really her loyalties because she was appointed by Trump. So anyway, this would, this is now set for May 20th. We'll see if that holds. But even though that's six months before the general election date, that's quite a ways after Super Tuesday when Republicans should have a pretty good idea of who their nominee is going to be. And we're going to have other cases before that as well. They're going to pop up, whether it's in Georgia potentially or here in New York. In this particular matter, Trump faces 37 counts. That include 30 violations of the Espionage Act over allegations of withholding documents with regard to national security. That's the allegation that he was keeping at Mar-a-Lago and was not... um, How about the fact that none of it, none of it holds any water? They talk about it. You know, all you have to do is put the counts out there. I mean, all Mm -hmm. all that Smith has to do is list a bunch of counts that he's going after, and that's good enough for the media. Never mind the fact that all of those counts are essentially baseless. Mm -hmm. 
It's the uh, it's the uh, law of public opinion. And the more counts they put out there, the better their shot, and especially if they keep it in that inner circle where they control the narrative, they control the judges, they control the jury. So even in a rigged situation, all they got to do is get one of them, yeah. and they win. And they know that, and that's what it's all about. They probably want to string this along as far as they can because they know the best shot for America and for the Republicans is Trump, whether you want to believe it or not. So we're going to string along this BS case. I almost said what BS yeah. stands for. <laughs> and we're going to string along this BS case, and then we're going to sit there and, you know, We'll just flip it when we we they 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 own the switch. Yeah, well, he doesn't he doesn't have a fair trial. He's not in a fair setting. No, nope. it's not going to be fair. And if you don't see it, then you're on the Democrat teat, and you can't. You need to pull yourself away, wing yourself. I don't from know, it, and, and, and I'm worried. A good damn, look around. I know that. I know that uh, if it were all fair, if the, we had an honest election system in place. I think he would win big time, but I think he lost big time. Uh, he, he won big time and lost big time in 2020. I think it'll happen again in 2024, and and I think that he's putting a lot of faith in the fact that they can overwhelm the system, and I don't think that uh, they will be overwhelmed this time. I think the system is designed so that no matter how many votes Trump gets, Biden will always get a few votes more. Not that he well, earned them, but he'll get them. Yeah, I, I don't know that you can overwhelm the system when they own the system. Now, what you can do is revolution. And I think the left knows that that's coming because there's no reason to go after guns the way that they have. But they are. I mean, you look at the Constitution, you look at history. Um, you, you know, when they said you had the right to bear arms, people kept a handgun gun at home. They didn't go out and shoot that handgun to you know, kill their food or anything like that. No, they used rifles. It was so that, that we could we could protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. Well, that and the fact that you knew that that, that gun was in your nightstand. Somebody breaks in that house. It was the Constitution. It was yes, put, it, it, you, uh, it, well, you yeah. had that weapon to protect yourself from a tyrannical government. And essentially, yeah, and that's what? where we are now. Yeah, and quite honestly, they're going to have to take away rifles too because now... A handgun I'm going to use in the house for self-protection. A rifle would be what I'd use if I was fighting an enemy, foreign or domestic. So that, you know, just take that as it, as it is, you know, you they're think, not going you, to win do the you war. Think, do you think they're trying to get us into a, a shooting war, a civil war? I mean, God forbid. Well, they could be, oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. could be, and if they are, they're stupid because that's when another country could march in. Yep. China's up to something. Now Poland's up to something. Putin's at war with the Ukraine, so obviously they're up to something. So you got all that crap going uh, you know, on over there, and we're sitting there. They're, they're taking, and they're sticking a stick through the cage at the gorilla. You know, mm -hmm. and they they're not looking to see that you know that gorilla. China wants Taiwan, and I think I think they're aiming towards Taiwan. I think right now, if we would have a turmoil over here, I think that would be enough of a distraction for them to just jump into Taiwan because we would be too busy trying to protect our own uh, internal. Well, we have subs structure. over there. We have subs over there. The only reason to have subs over there is that we can launch ballistic missiles. You know, you're not going to sit there. And have a gun battle when the and when the sub surfaces mm -hmm. with whatever deck gun they got. What's on that sub is torpedoes and missiles. Yeah, and but I, I think got. if we were having a uh, some kind of internal strife in this country, you you wouldn't see us using any of our subs to protect Taiwan. I think they'd be called back to try to help straighten things out and protect us. I mean, I would think that uh, an, any administration would see any kind of internal strife. Uh, for what it is, and would try to, you know, shore up its defenses. I mean, what you said initially was true. If we get into a situation where we're we're fighting internally, uh, it makes us weak in the eyes of uh, our enemies on the outside. Some of them may think it's a time to do something wrong with us, you know, to, mm -hmm. to come in and try to take us over. Um, I mean, that 
this is this is a dangerous yeah. game that this administration is playing right now. This is a dangerous, dangerous game. We're talking about this stuff. Don't think for one second that they haven't talked about this too down in Washington. And and boy, uh, if we get into a, any kind of internal strife, uh, all bets are off. All bets are off. I want to play for you uh, uh, something a little different right now before we run out of time because this is the weekend update, and we always mm-hmm. try to make this program a little easier, a little a little less uh, complicated than one of our regular shows. But um, President Trump he screened uh, uh, the uh, movie uh, Sound of Freedom at uh, Bedminster, his place in New Jersey, his golf place and resort in New Jersey, and uh, after. It was done. It affected him so much, he made a statement. Listen. Thrilled to host a screening at Bedminster of the important new film, Sound of Freedom, about the power of faith in overcoming evil, and in particular, the evil of child trafficking. Big problem. We had it down to the lowest number in many years, just four years ago, and now it's gone through the roof. Even though the fake news media has tried to ignore it, Sound of Freedom has been a national sensation and a colossal success at the box office. Really big numbers. Everyone should see it. This is a very important film and very important movie, and it's a very important documentary all wrapped up in one. It's really about an issue that has to be discussed. Under my leadership, we did more than any administration in history to combat human trafficking and to end modern day slavery. In one of my first acts in office, I signed an executive order targeting transnational criminal organizations that traffic and exploit innocent people. I signed the Frederick Douglass Trafficking Victims Prevention and Protection Reauthorization Act authorizing $430 million to fight sex and labor trafficking. I signed legislation to crack down on foreign countries who are not meeting standards for eliminating trafficking, of which there are many. I also signed into law the Abolish Human Trafficking Act, which strengthened programs supporting survivors and provided more resources for ending modern slavery. We do have modern slavery, if you can believe it. Additionally, I created the first ever White House position focused solely on combating human trafficking. And perhaps most importantly, we created the most secure border in U.S. history by far dealing a major blow to the cartels and traffickers. We built hundreds of miles of wall. We renovated hundreds of miles of wall. We never had anything like it. And then I got Mexico free of charge to give us 28,000 soldiers to protect us from people coming into our country illegally. When I am back in the White House, I will immediately end the Biden border nightmare that traffickers are using to exploit vulnerable women and children. We will fully secure the border. I will wage war on the cartels just as I destroyed the ISIS caliphate, 100% gone, 100% destroyed. They'll come back now because we have a weak administration. I will use Title 42 to end the child trafficking crisis by returning all trafficked children to their families in their home countries and without delay. And I will urge Congress to ensure that anyone caught trafficking children across our border receives the death penalty immediately. And that includes also for women, because women, as you know, are number one in trafficking. Children are actually number two. I want to thank Eduardo, Jim, Tim Ballard, and everyone else involved in this film for their incredible efforts and their great genius. Together, we will end the scourge of human trafficking, and we will defend the dignity of human life. I love how he says film, film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I I love the guy, okay? I just, and I think he's smart. I think he's a very smart man. I just don't know if he's convinced that they won't steal it again, the other side. I I mean, does he think that he can beat them uh, the next time around? Well, is there a chance he could win? Yes, there is a chance. Uh, Is there other things that have to be done? Yeah, I think so, because otherwise the steel is in. So there's a lot that's got to happen. You've got to believe that at some point in time, uh, justice will prevail. The white hats will win. And, uh, but you know, a lot of, a lot of our lefty friends, 
uh, think they're the white hats and they're not, but you know, then they're going, no, Bill, you're not, you just don't know it. You're stupid. Mm. Thank you for thinking that. Uh, you <laughs> hey, know, I'll um, have another because I know you're the idiot. But, I don't know. know whether you've heard about this, but uh, um, Fox uh, has a, a, a plan, has a, uh, uh, for, for Fox employees where they will match contributions to a charity of your choice or a benefit of, of your choice. For example, if you wanted to uh, give some money to... Billy Graham's organization. Initially, they weren't going to match that, but now I guess they are. So up to $1,000. So if you work for Fox and you want to contribute $750 to uh, his organization, uh, they will pay $750. But what they're, they're also including, and actually what they were going to pay, uh, they had already approved this before the Billy Graham organization, was the Satanic Temple. If Why? you want to contribute up to $1,000 to the Satanic Temple... And you work at Fox, Fox would contribute $1,000 matching to the Satanic Temple. And, See, you and know, if I were Fox, mm -hmm. I'd sit there and I'd put those organizations on there. It, it, it would be illegal, but I'd sit there and say, oh, you want to donate $1,000? Well, okay, and uh, you want us to match? Okay, I'll tell you what, I got a better idea. You're fired. You know, but no, uh, but no, no. You see, I, they, you do they had an interview last night with Roger Ailes' widow, and she says, this is not Fox that the fox that Roger Ailes led for all those years, he was a man of faith. He believed in God. He, you know, she believes that he got a raw deal from a lot of people at the end of his life. That's why he was forced out. They talked about sexual accusations that he had, uh, he had abused people and stuff. I don't know anything about that, but she believes that he was, he was given a raw deal. And if his wife believes that, usually, you know, a wife knows whether a guy's been screwing around. Oh, yeah, and, she knows. Yeah, she 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 thinks uh, he was given a bad deal. And, you know, they have a history doing stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people think that Bill O'Reilly was a, a lech, and uh, I, I'm not convinced of that, but a lot of people went out and said he was, uh, and he got he got pushed off his show for that reason. And they couldn't mm -hmm. do it with Tucker because Tucker, I guess, is kind of a, a Boy Scout, a choir boy. I mean, he's, he, he lives such a good life with his family. They had to figure out another way to push him out the door because uh, he had uh, become expendable in their eyes. These people are not running a Fox that uh, we grew up with. Or, you know, I mean, they came on in 1996. Roger Ailes led the band, and it was All-American. It was God, Country, and Apple Pie. Uh, I mean, and, and God was first, believe it or not. Uh, Roger Ailes knew that God meant a lot to the viewers of Fox, and he respected that and made sure all of the programming respected that. Well, the guys who are running it now, the Paul Ryans and uh, the the sons of, uh, what's his name, who owns, uh, who owns Fox? I can't think of his name. I'm sure I'll think of it when the show is o over. Uh, but Murdoch. Murdoch, thank you very much. I feel much better. It would have bothered me. I wouldn't, wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I could, I, yeah, I could see the the I, wrinkles and the I frown have, forming. I wouldn't have slept, um, but you know, uh, they are not people cut from the same cloth as Roger Ailes. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, Rupert Murdoch was scheduled to be remarried again. I guess he's up. He's in. I guess yeah. he's in his nineties or something like that, or late eighties. He was scheduled to be remarried. And his fiance, I don't know whether that was Jerry Hall or not, but it was some uh, younger woman who made a comment at some function about uh, about God and how important God was. Oh, she said Tucker Carlson was uh, a gift of God. That's what she said, and that actually upset Roger Ailes, and he broke off his relationship two weeks later. So, I mean, it uh, gives you an idea of, of the... Uh, the type of people we're dealing with. Hey, one more thing before we say goodbye. I want to play this cut here. This is a comedian. Um, All right. He's stepping into very dangerous territory in this uh, commentary here. He's talking about Hillary Clinton and the Clintons and their legacy 
of bodies. Listen. A ridiculous amount of people very close to the Clintons have died. And like, but you're just not allowed to, you didn't say uh, the Clintons have murdered these people. You went, hey, what's up with this? And just like the moral, like condescending to you as if this was some outrageous offense. Like what, we're not allowed to even think of the possibility that maybe politicians have people murdered. Like now who's being naive, Kay? You know, like that famous line from The Godfather. Look, these people, the Clintons, these are people who we all know have had people murdered in mass numbers. We just call that foreign policy. We just call that when they decide we're going to go on a bombing campaign in Iraq, as Bill Clinton did throughout both of his uh, terms, had a massive blockade around Iraq where the U.N. estimated 500,000 children starved to death, okay? That, this was the U.N.'s estimates. I'm not sure if they're right or not. But the idea that people who do that for a living would be so uncomfortable also off the clock being like, yeah, I'm okay with this guy being killed is not that wild of a jump to me. And if you want to do a deep dive into it, I'm not going to go full Alex Jones here, but there's a lot of very suspicious deaths around the Clintons, and it's totally fair to bring that up. Wow. He, he's he's uh, really yeah. he's uh, treading in dangerous waters there, I'll tell you. Well, it's funny you should say that, because I had uh, here in my notes, Jim Jordan says another investigation might start on Hillary Clinton. Ooh. Nothing is off the table. That's in the news today. You know, and I said, I'm just saying here, but uh, if and when they do this, bad mm -hmm. things will happen and people will die mysteriously. Uh, you know, they, so, just had, they just had the, uh, I, I guess, 93, well, 90th and 30th anniversary of the uh, death of Vince Foster who they found in Fort Marcy Park uh, in the D.C. area. And they area. found hairs, and they never... Yeah, I mean, they didn't find a lot of blood there, and uh, I guess he was rolled up in a blanket, they think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But the hair was the same color as Hillary, though. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, no, I didn't even <laughs> say it. You know, if, if you look at the you, list... You speak... Have you ever looked at the list of people who oh, supposedly... Yeah. They had a connection to the Clintons... And suddenly they were gone. They were, they were dead. Surprisingly, I mean, they, these were people. Yeah, and it happened at a time they were about to testify. Imagine <laughs> the well, coincidence I, of that! It's amazing. Who would have thought? I know. Karma <laughs> is a bitch. See, uh, they shouldn't have tried to tell on him. Oh my gosh! Or is or is she the bitch of karma? I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't go out drinking with her or something. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, uh, I actually saw her in a bar one time, but that's a whole different story. Anything else you want to pass along before we wrap this one up, my friend? Uh, nothing that anybody wants to know that I'm going to pass. <laughs> that's good to hear. Hey, listen. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> have yourself a wonderful weekend. This, of course, is the weekend update, always a little shorter because we like to think of it as a more casual program than those so those structured shows that we put together between Monday and Friday. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, by the way, uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening over the weekend. I mean, they may indict Trump again. They haven't done it yet. You know, the, yeah, we're waiting for the know, hammer to fall. You know, things have happened while we were sitting here recording a podcast. And damn it! That's Couldn't true. have done that earlier. That or saved it for tomorrow. That happens all the time. Um, we will keep our eye out for it. If something really major happens, I mean, major, 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 it has to be, a, you know, we'll come back and do a, an update uh, in You'll see it like on a Sunday or something like that because you'll want to hear our two cents, of course, uh, <laughs> the many thousands of you around the world. And by the way, before we forget, uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. When you look at the numbers and they're getting better and stronger, and we have people all over the world listening to the program. Germany, big country, downloads a lot of our program, uh, Germany, Canada, uh, England. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the list is just amazing of people who I don't know how they find it. I truly don't know how they find well, it. They because type in, they type in itsanotherday.com or Jim and Bill, it's another day. And Is that how they, they do it? it? Yeah, that's, oh. that's what I've heard. Or a friend sends mm. you a link. You know, I forgot to do this story real quick. It's uh -oh. a quickie. Uh -oh. Yeah. According to uh, the Wall Street Journal, big companies like, well, Netflix, Disney, Warner Brothers, uh, and a few others that are out there, apparently they're laying off by the thousands. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, diversity, equity, 
and inclusion officers. You know, they say the Disney World is down big time in attendance. That some days you go there and it looks like the park is empty. I'm serious. I, I'm, uh-huh. I'm just telling you. Uh, I'm telling you what I read, folks. You know. But, yeah. Uh, so well, apparently the the American worker, whether he's white, black, he or she, they don't give a damn about the diversity, uh, equity, uh, in, you know, whatever inclusion officers. No. No, they you, want things back to normal, and and these companies are feeling it in the pocketbook. And when they were well, out there doing their woke stuff, going, "Hey, hey money does it matter? We're going to push this stuff." Apparently, speaking they can of, only speaking push of so stories far. that we haven't uh, mentioned, Uh-oh. I mean, see, we we try to wrap it up right at forty seven, forty eight. Box just it, got open. It, it'll never happen. But uh, you know, Bud Light with uh, Dylan Mulvaney and uh, yeah, some of yeah, these other yeah. woke companies have followed suit. I think Target. A follow suit trying to be woke. The the latest in the long line of doofuses who are running these big corporations, I think it's Maybelline, the uh, cosmetics company. They yeah. have a lipstick ad with a guy, a guy with a beard putting on lipstick. He's bald, putting this guy looks like somebody that should be driving a truck or playing football, right? And he's putting lipstick on like a woman. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking. These people have lost their minds. All they have to do is look at what happened to Bud Light. You know, that brand may be damaged forever. Bud Light may never come back to what it was because they they lost the trust of their customers. Oh, yeah. And you know what? A, 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 a trusted brand can go away like that anyway. And then you throw this monkey into the uh, the into the uh, the works here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. uh, they did it to themselves. And little old Dylan Mulvaney, who really didn't get the cut and tuck, just went and had face alteration to look more female. Which, sorry, Dylan, you're still looking like a dude. You just look like a goofed up dude in that smile. But oh. you know where he's trying to sell his wares now. Uh, oh, he wants to do what I uh, what I'm looking to do: get on the public speaking field, you know, and uh, get on that platform. He wants. Yeah, to do. but you'd have a better you'd have a better opportunity than Dylan, I think. I mean, you you. Could, well, I'm not going to talk about wokeness. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? Anyway, uh, th- look at let's wrap this thing up before we get yeah. carried away. You can reach us at eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. 833-538-7868. And then there is mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Okay, I guess you can do your traditional, uh, you know, your traditional ending uh, just to make sure everybody's still awake. Hasta la vista, baby. We out of here.